Ty, I'm going to start this pod by telling you something that I don't tell you very often. Oh, God. I don't want to know. You were right. Oh, yeah. Across the Spider-Verse is maybe the best Spider-Man movie ever. Um, it, it Well, it's definitely the best. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure it's my favorite, but I went back today. Um and I I just had to start it off with that. Start it off. Let's just wrap this pot up. I mean, that, that's <laughs> never happening again. Yeah. No. It's a. I hope you cherish it. It's a once in a lifetime experience. Uh, hi everyone, and welcome back to the Blast Podcast, a show where we believe movies can be more than just movies. I'm Steve Watts, joined as always by my co-host Ty Patterson. Today we are going to be breaking down our picks for the top ten sports movies of all time. Ty, before we dive in, do you want to kick us off with what you've watched this week? Yeah, a whole lot of nothing. Uh, If you tuned in this weekend, we did an emergency podcast for Across the Spider-Verse. I just had to talk about it because, as Steve mentioned, right off the jump, I thought this was just a special movie. I compared it. I compared that theater experience to Blade Runner 2049 in the sense that it was one of those movies you just had to see on the big screen. One of those where you just feel it right off the rip. Like, this is special. It is so technically perfect. Just a great theater experience. So special. I'm going again, I think, tomorrow or Thursday with my cousin. And I'm just pumped. Awesome. And that's it. Oh, wow. I, I In the notes, I saw worst person in the world. And I oh, got a little worried about no, you. No, no, no. You know what? That, I, that did happen. But I'm really upset. This was a... Um, underwhelming experience. So I have been really, I, yeah, I'll, I'll paint the picture. I've been living with my uncles, um, actually my, my roommate's uncles and, but my roommate's gone so we can watch some, you know, higher art movies or I don't know, movies that make you think a little bit. And my roommate is very anti that like his, his favorite yeah. movies are like yeah. the town man of steel, stuff like that. So yeah. One of his uncles, we talk movies all the time. I've been plugging Worst Person in the World. He's been listening to the pods. He wants to watch it. So we do a Sunday movie night. It's me, Uncle Matt, Uncle Dave, and then their neighbor, Daisy. And we are watching this movie. I am locked in. All of the beats are hitting the exact same way for me. I'm smiling at the right parts. I'm getting choked up at the right parts. The the movie ends... It's about 9.30. Mind you, um, this is this is an older crowd, about our parents' age. And right after the movie ended, Daisy went home because she was exhausted. Uh, uncle Dave fell asleep, and my Uncle Matt and I talked for a little bit after the movie. And we had some profound things to say, and we're going back and forth. Then we go to dinner tonight, and at dinner, after a few drinks have been had, Daisy turns to me and she asks, look, I, I just have to ask, how is that movie in your top two? Like it was almost oh, no yeah, like a spit in the face moment. I, I understood where she was coming from, but a, a slight part of me was just so bitter, so heartbroken that it didn't hit for them. Yeah. Uh, if you don't get it, you don't get it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not for everyone, but I just... I think for me, I see myself a lot in Julie and in Axel and in Ivan, and that's why at all points I'm just locked in. I'm glued to the screen. It's a movie yeah. made for me, 
and maybe yeah. it's just not for everyone. We have we have the same thoughts about that movie, I think. Oh. Um special. Yeah, special. Um all right then. What I've watched this week, it was it was a slow week for me. Only five five movies. Uh so started off with Dark Star, Carpenter's very first film and I was like, okay, this is rough. There's this whole thing with the beach ball alien that's supposed to be like funny but also like is terrorizing him. Actually, that portion of the movie got adapted into Alien, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right, I'm finally fucking done. Go to Wikipedia and I realized that the list I was looking at was out of date. Oh no. I had one more. Oh no. 2010's The Ward, starring Amber Heard. Uh, oh dear. God, dude. It's, yeah, it was a bad one. Um, not not like terrible, terrible. Just kind of overdone. Um, pretty. I, I don't know. I don't have much really of any substance to say, good or bad, about this movie. It was just a movie. Um, <laughs> and now I'm done with Carpenter. So. Wow. I'm I'm debating what what's next, but I think I'm gonna go for all of Marty before Killers of the Flower Moon come out. Wow, that will be a gauntlet. So I have to ask, like, are there ones that, which ones haven't you seen? Like Silence, I'm guessing. Yeah, I haven't seen Silence. Um, th- there are a few. Like, I I never got around to Once Upon a Time in America. Um, because it's like. I'm pretty sure it's like four hours long. So. What's the pool one with Tom Cruise? Oh, God. You know what, you know what I'm know. talking about? Um, uh, Color of Money? No, I've not seen that either. Um, there, there are a good number that I haven't seen on his list. I don't know. I'm hesitant to commit to it because there's so much of like that same genre there that I'm worried that I'm just going to burn out like halfway through and not finish. Yeah, and then be either bored or just tapped out by the time you get to killers of the flower moon yeah exactly uh that said carpenter pod coming soon uh for those of you listening i am i'm so excited to to shoot this one not with ty but with a special guest host that uh, you guys will just have to wait and see who it is i'm just i'm just devastated that i'm missing this one I actually think you would have so much fun on it too. It's it's kind of a shame. Um that said, I also watched Blue Valentine with Morgan, um which is like maybe the worst date night movie ever. It's like a movie about why you should never get married and Nice. Uh, yeah, it's it, it was Gosling at his best. <laughs> I, oh, is this um with Michelle Williams? Yes, it okay. is. Yes. I see this one on uh Sigma TikTok a lot. So to know yeah Yeah, it's it it is a sigma movie it is a tough watch and very very sad not as i I don't think it's as bad of a marriage as revolutionary road but it's close Mm. okay great i gotta put this one on my list this one's gonna cut deep (laughs) it's on max um then i saw across the spider-verse two times uh the first theater experience was relatively uneventful and i talked to you about it on the pod that i highly recommend you all listen to uh my mom actually listened to that pod it was her first pod listening to us she has not seen the movie yet so she stopped after the non-spoiler discussion and she loved it uh she was like i need to go see this movie now so i guess mission we did good (laughs) yeah 
That said, the second watch, I, I just got to talk you through because it, oh man, dude. Um, <laughs> so it was supposed to be me and both of my parents going tonight for $5 Tuesday to Kendall 11, our local theater. And my mom opted out at the last second to do some more work or something. And my dad just picks me up from work. He didn't even get dinner or anything. Just, just swings by my house to, to, to grab me. And we go, he, he's super tired. He looks like he's just been through the ringer at work today. You know, I'm like, Oh no. Uh, (laughs) He he asked me on the car ride there, Steve. Be honest with me. Is this going to be a marathon? Oh, and I was no. like, No, I I promise it goes fast. And he's like, All right. And he just looks like he is <laughs> so just ready to go to bed today. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, he's going to hate it. This is this is awful. He did not really. Uh, he he liked the first one, but wasn't like a a huge fan of it. Um, like it it didn't really resonate with him like it did with you and me I think and so we get to the theater and it is like how I remember it being as a as a kid like just absolutely packed not even really space to like walk around I was standing there waiting for him to get his popcorn and uh like three people almost knocked me over so it is it is hopping at this theater and we go up to the ticket uh like selection thing and we see there is only two seats next to each other left all the others are just solos like scattered around throughout the theater even in the front rows and I'm like okay well thank god my mom didn't come because she'd either have to sit separate or I would or my dad would and then it's you know not as fun uh nevertheless we get in there we (laughs) take our seats it's and Throughout the movie, I, I start to hear him chuckle a couple times, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, he's getting it." Go. Then the Lego scene comes up, and he's just dying. I'm like, "No way! This is awesome. He 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 actually really likes this." And I I don't want to spoil absolutely anything, but we we get to the end of the movie, and everybody in this theater that is just like completely silent just goes like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah! <laughs> and my dad turns to me. My dad turns to me, and he goes, "That is that really the end? Is is it over?" And I'm like, "Yep." And we walk out, and on our way out, he tells me, "Yeah, I gotta go see that again." Wow, dude! And I'm like, "No way!" Wow. And we get home, and this is the best part to me because we get home, and my mom's like talking about the movie, blah 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 blah, and she's like, "Oh well." it's still like an animated movie or whatever. Right. And my dad is, and my mom are notorious for calling animated movies, cartoons to me just to piss me off. (laughs) And he says, quote, you have never seen animation like this in your entire life. And I, my mom was like stunned. He gets it. He gets it. Movies can be more. And this is one of them, which is, movies unbelievable dude it was it was it was a great watch an all-time theater experience this has got to be top five for me i think theater Um, experience really special where like you're with family or friends and you can feel their energy and how happy they are with the movie you've taken them to there's just few things better than that absolutely um i did 
had the only downside of this theater experience is I was with my dad and at the end I was feeling the emotions a little more and there was a scene that that happened that I really wanted to cry at and I was I was feeling myself well up and I just had to sigma up and fight through it because I was like there's no way my dad's seen me cry at this respect <laughs> um that said let's jump into our top 10 sports movies of all time for this pod I think Ty and I are just going to pass it back and forth kind of and talk through our picks Ty do you want to go first with your honorable mention definitely I uh I just want to point out that this was almost a combined or shared top 10 list, and I made it a point that I wanted to do separate lists because I hold this list near and dear to my heart. It's very unique. It's very different. It is not the the perfect top 10 sports list, but I am proud of it. And with that said, my honorable mention is going to make people a little upset in the sense that it's not in my top 10, and that's Field of Dreams. I have plenty of baseball movies in my top 10 list, and this is not one of them. But I have an awesome story that comes with this movie and how it's become special over the years. Steve, I'm sure you've heard this, but... Yeah, you should. Uh, I think you should wait for this until we discuss Field of Dreams when we get to it on my list. Deal. I, this movie has a special place in my heart, and that's why it's an honorable mention. I don't necessarily love the movie as a whole, but the ending of this movie is special, and I'll break that down when when it gets to uh steve's uh steve's list when you said people are going to be mad at me for this pick i thought you were going to say like space jam a new legacy and i was <laughs> i was gonna read don't you. worry dude i i think i think my list is respectable different but All respectable right. fair enough um my honorable mention i think is going to make you laugh a little bit and also i think you're going to get it it's also a baseball uh, content thing. Content thing. <laughs> and it is invincible, but just the baseball scene. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, like a six-minute short film? Yeah. I don't – dude, that is – that's the apex. That's the climax of the of the show for me. Um, it, it shows what baseball is. It, it reminds of us of our of our humanity and reminds us of of why why we're humans. You know, that's a great scene. I mean, you totally cheated. This is not a movie disgusting loophole, but respectable. That's why it's an honorable yep, mention. Yep. Nice work. Otherwise, it's top three. Oh, give me a break. All right, cool. I like it, dude. All right, um, I will I will kick it off with my top or my number ten. It is a basketball movie, but it's not the basketball movie you're probably thinking of. It's not Hoosiers. It's Coach Carter. I was always a Coach Carter guy as a kid. Um, I, I really liked Hoosiers. Dad, My dad put that on, put me on that movie when I was younger, but never like resonated. And then I saw mm-hmm. Car- Coach Carter, I think in like seventh or eighth grade. I remember turning it on at my friend Dane's house, and MTV Studios popped up. I remember thinking, oh, give me a break. This is going to suck. Boy, was I wrong. I I really enjoy this movie. I think Sam Jackson is great in it. I think all of the basketball scenes, all the practice scenes are great. It, it knows when to turn on the serious beats. I think there's a lot of great messages here. And again, if I had to pick between watching this and watching Hoosiers, 
I'm leaning Coach Carter. I think it's a little bit You're more disgusting, fun. Disgusting, dude. Yeah. This is one of your worst takes I think I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I'm not a big basketball guy. I think this movie's just better. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> are you? Have, have you said your piece? Can I? Can I take it away from my Please. ten? So this this is one I've I've shown this list to a few people and a lot of people have said this is their favorite their their top one sports movie of all time and it is a league of their own, uh, Tom Hanks classic, No Crying in Baseball. Um, I I haven't watched the reboot show. I don't know even really what kind of reviews it got. I was never interested, but this is just one of my childhood favorites. I remember kind of being just drawn into this world of all these people who who know each other and are stepping up to uh you know just just fill a role <laughs> i love that I, I love that this is on your list i don't want to spoil anything but this is my number nine spot i think this is one of the best baseball movies awesome. ever made and absolutely and it's and it's girls playing baseball i think it's great it's one of the rare instances that i'll revisit a movie and get excited that it's a tom hanks movie i like him in this as the the old grumpy coach very rare i i think you've hit on a couple of the points but i've got a thing a couple things jotted down that i want to touch up on here one this is criminally underrated i think when people talk about top 10 baseball movies or top five baseball movies it's always you know Moneyball, field of dreams sandlot um even rookie of the year like there's a ton bull durham no one ever really talks about this movie i think it's great Stop shouting out my list, dude. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um, but like you said, I remember watching this. I, I had Comcast, and one of the channels you could watch on demand was Encore, and this movie was on all the time. So I was watching it all the time with my mom. She loves this movie, too. I, I remember vividly, obviously, the no crying in baseball scene. But I also like come back to um, the final play where – Dottie and Kit meet at the plate, and there's that unanswerable question: Did she drop the ball on purpose? Mm-hmm. Something really cool. I, I don't know. I always come back to this movie when I'm making top ten sports lists. Awesome. Uh, it's a great take. I, again, I think the they do the relationships in this really well. Like you kind of get a sense that everybody in this league kind of knows who everybody else is. You know? Yeah. And. That's a great point. I don't think this movie works if the cast as a whole, top to bottom, isn't great. I think everyone's really fun in this movie. Even Madonna. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just fun. Everyone seems to be like a part of this. Not the right word for it, but brotherhood. So like, it, it kind of, yeah. it kind of works in that sense. Yeah. No. And also, Kit. One of my like biggest childhood crushes. Oh, dude, I'm so glad you jotted that down. I, I've got a couple childhood crushes <laughs> on this list, too. Awesome. Um, that said, my number nine is one you shouted out. Rookie of the no year, way. baby. No way. <laughs> yeah, I think this is top three for me if he's on any team that's not the oh Cubs. Oh, my gosh. I like it. Dude, I growing up in Chicago, Cubs fans might just be the, the scum of the earth. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> they are they're every year it's it's uh next year next year and then they finally get it and you just don't hear oh god uh i chicago sports and i have a very (laughs) antagonistic relationship that said how many drugs was the manager on in this movie (laughs) too many Uh, too too many (laughs) 
that's like thinking back here because I did not rewatch this for this pod and one of the first things that popped in my head was that guy just locking himself in like the supply closet and just banging him banging on the cages to try and get out and it's it's such an absurd like thing for kids I feel like that guy was definitely on like at least at least coke right at at the very least it's so funny that this is on your list I don't I don't love it all i remember is the ending like the final pitches where he hurts his arm and he has to like outwit the batters you know what i'm talking about (laughs) it's yeah it's corny um (laughs) but this is every kid's dream like (laughs) you you think of that shit as like a 10 year old you're like all right well if i couldn't get mike trout with my arm then (laughs) maybe i get him with the hidden ball trick But no, it, it's awesome. Um, I remember watching this as a kid and being like, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta fuck up my arm." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is this is one that I probably rewatched like once every month or so as a kid, and it, it it definitely holds a special place in my heart. I was always partial to this over the Sandlot. Me too. And you know, it ain't, well, obviously, if you like this more than the Sandlot, I'm guessing Sandlot isn't in your ten. It is not, it's not no. in my 10 either. In fact, I don't really like The Sandlot. I think it's one of the most overrated movies of all time, not just sports movies. I've never understood Sandlot. Thank God. All right. I'm not we alone. Are, we are on a roll here. Lots of smiles this pod. <laughs> yeah, this cool. is awesome. Uh, you want to take it away with yeah, your number we're eight? keeping it baseball theme, and I think people will expect this to be higher on my list. It's not. Moneyball. This is my number eight. Oh my gosh, we are on a heater right now. <laughs> um, is this too low? Probably. Do I care? Not at all. You know, it's still really good. I've got no complaints here. It's it's a good movie, and for as dialogue heavy as it is, it's incredibly rewatchable as a sports movie. I it's it's it not is. only rewatchable, it's super quotable. Like I kept me and my friends are always quoting this movie. Like. You're out of your depth, Billy. Or you <laughs> traded Pena. Like I, just so many great one-liners. Back in the day, real quick, talking about quotable. Um, I I had this quote board in my dorm room, and Kate came over one day. She's like, "Oh, what is this?" And I'm like, "It's all the all these quotes from my favorite movies. They all mean something to me." And she had, um, she was like, can I, can I write one up there? I was like, sure. And she pulls out <laughs> you, wh- what's the quote again about Pena? You traded Pena. Yeah, that's, that's the one. She wrote it down on a sticky note and tossed nice. it up there. And I was like, no way. Moneyball is the movie you choose for this. That's awesome. That was the elbow, Scott. <laughs> um, this is... I, I recently rewatched a, a YouTube video called Trying to Moneyball My Way Through Backyard Baseball. It's one of the most entertaining pieces of media I've ever seen. Can I get uh, some context? It's it's basically like taking the just shittiest players ever uh, in backyard baseball and throwing them all on the diamond, seeing if you can find a way for them to gel together and uh, put together right, a show. I have a question then. Let me guess. The kid in the wheelchair is in the starting lineup. It, 
dude, no, he's good. He's like the ace pitcher. In I was just gonna baseball. say, dude, I always had him as my pitcher, and I remember his like spin around uh, wind up <laughs> classic. Here's another yeah. weird backyard yeah. take. I have no idea why, and everyone gives me shit for it. I can't hit with Pablo Sanchez. I what the fuck? I can't explain it. I I I honestly I never picked him on my team. I'd sw- you're gonna boot up the show and just be like, dude, I don't know. I took a hundred bats with Aaron Judge and just basically <laughs> bunted basically every the time. Exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this is a sports movie for nerds though, right? Like this is all about the strategy, the numbers behind behind the action. Yep. Talk about like you said, rookie of the year is like a kid's dream. This is like every. 19 year old kid in a in a dorm talking with his boys dream like what can we do to fix the the 1997 minnesota vikings roster how how could we reconstruct <laughs> that it, 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 i love this movie and the fact that it's a true story is great and it's funny that you mentioned that i think the best scenes are the analytics moments when uh brad pitt is sitting down with jonah hill and all of the scouts and they're trying to figure out how they're going to replace Giambi with, you know, a guy with an ugly girlfriend or a guy that's, you know, got the perfect swing. He's got the moxie. And then Brad Pitt keeps coming back with my guy gets on base. Yes. It's a great scene. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Um, It's, it's really a great story of just like kind of taking what you've got and working with it and just like accepting it. And like, you know what, this is, this is it. This is shit. But, we're going to make something work. It's literally what's about to happen with Blast. Sure, I have no money and no time, <laughs> and I, I've i got a million things to do, but we're going to make this app work. Awesome. Uh, that said, do you think this movie goes higher on either of our lists if the A's aren't the worst team in baseball history this year? I honestly think so, yes. It's it's like it's not aging yeah. well. <laughs> it really is, yeah. yeah the, it's, everyone's um, caught up. That said, I do have a baseball signed by Billy B. Very cool. How'd you come across that? My dad just is like a wizard. Like, I don't, <laughs> he just like, when I was a kid, he'd come home with shit and he'd be like, yeah, Steve, here's a, you like Moneyball, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> Tosses me a baseball. He's like, signed by Billy B and take care of it. I'm like, all right. Uh, <laughs> that will work. Cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a great one. Good deal. Um, how are we going to go about this? I think we just did like a, you know, we just shared Moneyball at the eight spot. Do I do? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out my number seven because we're going to talk about it later. Uh, my number seven is remember the Titans and I, we can elaborate on that when we get to it in your list, because I know it's, it's on there somewhere. It's up there. I promise. Okay, cool. Well, we'll dive into my seven again, keeping it baseball. I'm just on a roll here, but I'm pretty sure this is the last one, so don't worry. It's The Natural. Now, awesome. have you seen this movie? Yeah, I actually recently picked it up on VHS. That's a great VHS pull. I, I really like yeah. that. I, I'm not sure if this is a better movie than Moneyball. I'm not sure it's a better movie than A League of Their Own. I'm not even sure it's better than Field of Dreams. However, it just means more to me. I have a fond memory of discovering this movie. So I've mentioned in many podcasts that my dad, he and I would run to the library 
rent a few movies that he loved from his childhood, from when he was in school, yada, yada, yada. And then we would watch them together. One movie that he could never find at the Oswego Library was The Natural. And I was young enough where this was super cool. We couldn't find it at the downtown one, so we went to Montgomery. It had just opened. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. That was right, a trick. Right. It, it was a haul to get out there. It was brand new. It had like the new building smell. I still, like, I think I can smell it right now. Yeah, so can I. Oh, God, yep. you're taking we me back. to the back of the library where all the movies are. They don't have it there either. And this is what I thought was super cool. We had to place an order through the library, and it didn't cost us any money. I thought that was the coolest thing. So we come back three days later. It is in, like, you know when you go to GameStop and you buy a used game and it had, like, the the white piece of paper with, like, a weird black and white graphic for, like, two ninety nine. Yep. It, it had one of yep. those, like, screens on the DVD case. It was, like, cracked. <laughs> the, the DVD had, like, no cover art on it. Like, hey, are we about to, like... <laughs> I think my dad was worried it was like a porn disc or something, but it, it was the movie. And like, like even to this day, I can remember vividly like a lot of the scenes similar to like a theater experience. I remember the lightning striking and destroying the tree and how he creates his wonder bat or his wonder boy bat. And I remember him striking yeah. out fake Babe Ruth um, at the carnival. I remember him like getting shot and coming back 20 years later still somehow in the prime of his like baseball career uh, just a special story Roy Hobbs is one of my favorite like fake sport athlete characters yeah. or whatever Robert yeah. Redford Robert Robert Redford I think he's really good in the movie I cannot I'm drawing a blank on her name I want to say it's Glenn Close but do not quote me on it I always get her mixed up with a different actress yeah I'm not sure who's in this but one this has easily the most satisfying ending of any movie on this list it gives me goosebumps every time i watch it i think it's the most rewatchable ending um great great track i typically would mistake this guy for danny elfman but i'm pretty sure it's randy newman i will i will fact check that later nice but great score great <laughs> theme song for roy hobbs just a lot of great baseball moments this reminds me similar to how um what movie were we talking about? Oh, Invincible, uh, in the sense that that makes you think of, <laughs> of what baseball means to you. The natural is what yeah. I associate most with the concept of baseball. That's awesome. This was my dad's favorite movie for a, a number of years. Um, it, it's it's a great one. I am surprised, real quick, there are two if there's no more baseball on your list, there's two that I was hoping would make it on there for you that I didn't put on mine. Um, Bull Durham. No, I've, I've never been a Bull Durham for guy. The love of the game. Major oh, League. Oh, shoot. That's a good one. And. Mr. Th- Mr. 3000. Is... No, <laughs> that's a bad one. Um, have, have you ever heard of Ed? <laughs> yeah, I never saw it. <laughs> it is one of the worst movies i've seen in my entire life if not the worst but i i somehow thought that it could make it on one of our lists as just like a funny monkey you know <laughs> i um i have a weird memory of the original bad news bears like i remember liking that as a kid but didn't quite it never like held up or never cracked my my list yeah 
I never really liked the ending of it because, uh, spoiler alert, yeah. they lose in yeah. the end. Uh, that kind of killed it for me. Yeah, they should have won. I'm with it. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned about the natural, um, but this was also my dad's favorite movie. The same way that like we have our movies that are insanely rewatchable, and anytime it's on, we're gonna rip through it. My dad said he watched yeah. The Natural every single day on TV for like a month straight, and it was on all the yeah. <laughs> he he loves this movie, and I think that's why it's so special for me. It's a great take. Um, you ready for my I number am, six? I'm so excited. I think this is this has been a blast. We are we are on a run here with these movies. This is a really fun pod. Uh, my number six is Hey Dad. Oh, we're here. Oh, we're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. Buckle Um, in. Quick fun fact about this movie. This is the first movie that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck appear in. What? They're extras in the Fenway Park scene. Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They had a... Apparently there was a shot that was like a close-up of them that they cut out of the final cut of the movie, but this this is their first, like notable work very cool i did not know that <laughs> um that said though this is an all-time dad yep. movie like you gotta you gotta watch this with your dad i'm giving morgan a ton of shit that she hasn't seen it and i'm going over to uh her place on thursday i'm gonna ask her dad what the hell he's been doing for the past 21 years because dude you gotta show this movie to your kid you, you have <laughs> to check him on it it's funny uh, my uncle Matt, he's been tuning into our podcast every day, driving to work, and he came across our yeah. top ten endings pod. And he said he came back from work. He was like, "You little fucker!" I was crying on the way to work when you were explaining <laughs> your field of dreams story. So this is a perfect segue to break down that story as we're talking about this being the perfect dad movie. Awesome. I, as I mentioned, I never really fell in love with this movie. I didn't quite understand the love for it or the hype surrounding it because I didn't find it very interesting as a kid because it's not like a very like action packed baseball movie. That's why I always liked the natural more. But yeah, as I got older and as my dad and I grew closer and closer and now he's my best friend, it holds a special place in my heart, but I had forgotten about it for quite a few years. And my only real form of communication with my dad, unless we're, in person together is through social media we never text each other never like check in we're very you know boy like in that sense we don't talk about feelings we just send each other you know 10 second tiktok clips and i had gone on a social media purge where i just deleted everything for about two and a half three months just to clear my head and next the last time i had saw him he mentioned like hey you you haven't been loving my tiktoks lately i've been sending you some good ones uh, need you to check some out and I thought you know he's just giving me a hard time but he brought it up again that same night later on so I figured there was something good in there I re-download it and one of the more recent ones he sent was the ending to the to Field of Dreams and underneath the, the clip he said um, I, I've cherished and missed every single one of our catches we had together I love you and I rewatched the clip I bawled I bawled so much. It was such an emotional moment. I I think I watched the ending, I think, every single day for the next month and a half, just missing my dad, thinking about all the good times of us throwing the ball, 
um, across Grove Road, getting ready for games, him taking me, um, him like behind or like hiding in the outfield, trying to adjust me at shortstop, like reading the batters. I just, just, yeah, it's, it's an emotional thing. Love my dad and kind of love this movie because of it. I I can't believe that this is not in your top 10. I I think if I watched it one more time, it'd probably be one. This is a great one though. This was actually one that I think was a little more special to my mom than it was to my dad, believe it or not. My mom lost her dad when she was four years old. And so this, she, she, when she gets to that want to have a catch scene, she just breaks. Um, and I'm not sure who showed it to me first, but this was, it's, it's always an emotional watch. Yeah. I, again, like I, I'm getting goosebumps, like from my neck down, I'm, I'm getting a little emotional to be honest with you. Just thinking about it. I, I just, this movie and this scene just really gets to me and you got me thinking about my dad right now. So it's shit. Yeah. Movie movies can be more sometimes, right? Movies can be more. Yeah. Uh, you want to take it away with your six, or do you want me to just jump to no, the five dude, and give me, you some no, time to recover? I'm, I'm still happy. Don't don't sweat it. And this is an extreme change of pace from that. We just talked about like how special and emotional Field of Dreams gets. So I need to do a complete 180 to get back on track here. At my six spot is Dodgeball. Oh god. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dodgeball works because it knows exactly what it is, and it's like the perfect archetype of sports movie for do- for the sport of dodgeball. It it's like it doesn't have to honor a respected sport. No one cares about dodgeball. It doesn't care if like you get the the rules right or the you know the the action scenes correct. No one gives a shit. So they've got that box checked. They can just make this an all-time comedy you know just have a ton of fun with it and that's exactly what it did and that's exactly why it works i really like ben stiller as white goodman i think this is an excellent Mm -hmm. villain performance i'm a huge vince vaughn guy this is my introduction to justin long as well i just really like the cast (laughs) i think this movie's really fun and you know unironically i think all of the dodgeball scenes are exceptional especially the championship matchup I think they do a really good job with the dodgeball in it. God, uh, just <laughs> this is a fine pick, and it is a sneaky Justin Long performance. But tell me that basketball and the bench warmers are not on your list. They're not. Okay, thank God. That's all. That's all I wanted to to double check on. No, dude, and I those two movies I think are bad movies. I, I think that they're good. bad comedies and they're bad sports movies. I think Dodgeball is not only a good sports movie, but it's also one of my favorite comedies. It, it blends both of them very well, and that's why it's on Fair my enough. list. I, I come back to this movie more frequently than some of the more serious serious movies on the list. Yeah, that it's it's a solid take. Um, I I thought about putting it at like the ten spot for me, but I just I don't know. I'm not, I've, I've never been a huge huge fan of it okay hey i i got i got no issues with that i'll own it i think this is a pick that i'm proud of and i think you're gonna enjoy my number five as well 
Yeah, my number five is a total tone switch again, and it is 42. Oh, okay. Yeah, we are. We are. It's about as different as you can get from yeah, dodgeball. We, we are, yep, here we go. Let's, let's dial back in. This is actually my second favorite Chadwick Boseman performance of all time. Um, I don't, I don't think that's a bad take, honestly. I, I know there are a lot of Ma Rainey's truthers out there. I was, I, I don't know. I, I guess the movie itself just was not really targeted, like made for me. Um, Am I being a dummy? What is your favorite Boseman performance? Like Civil War? The Five Bloods. Okay, you know I've never seen that. Is that that's a Spike Lee oh, movie, dude. right? Yeah, it's a, it's it's a Spike Lee joint. It's um, it's Jonathan Majors in it too, uh, Chadwick. There's a lot of recognizable names in there too. Um, but I I, uh, I I will dive into that pod uh, or movie another day because I think a Spike Lee pod is necessary at this point. I'm down. Delroy Lindo is who I was thinking of as as the other lead in The Five Bloods. Great movie though, and I think very slept on. I, I'm pretty sure it was snubbed at the at the Oscars the year it came Shocker. out. <clears throat> that said, 42 is this is one that like I feel like had a culture shock to like my friend group. Like when it came out, I, I can't even remember how old I was, but it was still elementary school. And, like, everybody at my lunch table was like, have you seen 42 yet? Like, it's fucking amazing. And everybody was like, yeah, it's awesome. This is just a universally very beloved movie, I think. And one that I think gets the story of Jackie Robinson right pretty well. Um, again, aided by a, a tremendous Chadwick Boseman performance. This was, I think, AJ's favorite movie for <laughs> a solid, like, 10 years. Um, it's funny. I think this would be on my list if I had actually technically seen the movie. This is one that I have seen in a blend of reels, TikTok videos, and YouTube over the last seven years. I, And because, like, most of the movie got spoiled for me on social media platforms... I've given up at this point. I don't know why. I know I would enjoy it. I know everyone loves it. I love Bozeman. It has all of the check bo- or the the boxes for me to check as far as watching a movie. I just uh I don't know. I haven't been motivated to see it. I know it's good. I just got it's not on my radar right now. Yeah, fair enough. It is um I, I would say it's my number two biopic of all time. Okay behind social network obviously and it it's it's a close second wow that's high praise yeah it's it's a really great movie okay good to know and it being a sports movie that's that's big time yeah very cool take it away all right again we are about to do another awesome pivot i think you might be able to guess this one do you want to try uh give me a sport I can't. That gives it away. It's a sports comedy. Okay. Is it like Slapshot? Uh-uh. But it's kind of a hockey movie. We're going to go Happy Gilmore here at my five spot. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did. This was one that just narrowly missed my list. Wow, I'm surprised it's not on yours. Um, we've talked about this on a separate pod. I think this is one of, if not Sandler's best movies. Sorry, I have to sneeze. Oh, no. Cut it cut it from the pod i will um, <laughs> but no i i think this is 
an an excellent movie, not just um, a a good comedy. I think it's also a good golf movie. I think it does it in a unique way. I think for a lot of people and probably an Adam Sandler audience do not love golf for like you know the love of golf it's yeah you know it's kind of a boring sport you got to make it fun in some way so why not just shake it up a little bit throw some hockey in there make adam sandler just op as hell as uh, a golfer have him have this wonky swing and shoot 400 <laughs> yard drives let's just have some fun with this have apollo creed be his his coach and also have yeah. apollo creed have a wooden hand also, have a, uh, Adam Sandler have a vendetta with uh, an alligator that bit off his, his trainer's hand. Also, have him box Bob Barker uh, and, and get his ass kicked by a, an 80-year-old man. I think there's just a lot of great elements to this movie, including another awesome sports villain in Shooter McGavin. I think this is one of... Yeah. One of, if not the most underappreciated or underrated movie villains, I, I I think he's a lot of fun and the perfect archetype of snobby douchebag. It just works for this movie. He's great, and it's it, it's a great golf villain specifically because of that snobby douchebag to- stuff. Totally, and a couple. I have two more points that I want to make before we move on. I you know it's Happy Gilmore. I don't have anything profound to say. I'm sure that you don't either, but. Yeah. I mentioned that there was a, a celebrity crush on here, and that would be Julie Bowen. This was my first introduction to her. Um, holy moly, dude. Nine-year-old me was just gnawing at the bit. Is that the mom from Modern mm-hmm. Family? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. I was all about it. And uh, the best Subway plug ever. This is before... Uh, you know, Subway ads got a bit, uh, I would say, controversial. It was nice to, uh, to have Adam Sandler, you know, showing off uh, combos on TV and then ripping 400-yard drives. I thought that was fun stuff. Yeah. There's just a lot of, like, I always come back to, like, the final 10 minutes of this movie where he sinks the obstacle course putt to, to win the green jacket. Shooter McGavin runs off with it, and then, like, the big beast comes running after him in slow motion <laughs> yeah just good stuff that's yeah. awesome it's a it's a great movie i have a great watch a great first watch if you if you want to hear it so this was my first ever sleepover i was eight years old and went to my buddy's house for his birthday and i remember us all sitting down in his basement and he was like all right guys let's watch happy gilmore and my mom would not let me watch any Adam Sandler movies as a kid because she knew that it would make me stupid. That's and fair. knowing my friends, I think that that hypothesis is <laughs> correct. Uh, <laughs> that said, though, I had so much fun with this movie. Um, it was on a DVD that had Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, I specifically remember. And we we got through it. Everybody was just dying laughing the entire time. And... I remember that midway through the movie, we were like, oh, we got to get some snacks. And the the kids' parents had gone to bed, and they were dog-sitting. So there was a different dog in their house, and the parents had specifically told us, 
do not wake up that other dog because it's going to be annoying to try and have to get her back to bed, blah, 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 blah. So we go up there to get some snacks. Uh, we, we, we get in the pantry, grab a bra- bag of pretzels or something, and then the dog starts barking, and we're like, oh, fuck. So we all start running downstairs. I stub my toe on one of the other kids' heels, break it, <laughs> and we head back down, and I'm icing my foot while enjoying the rest of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> hey, you, you, you waited to deal with the foot till after. I love it. That's how good this movie is. Hell yeah. Um, then Billy Madison came on, and I was like, oh, my God, and just turned it off right Dude, away. That's You would have ended up like your friends. Yeah, honestly, um, that's a bad one. Yeah, that's not very good. <laughs> that said, though, I I don't want to spoil your list at all. Is Caddyshack no. on there? Fuck. I completely blanked on it until now. Um, this this should have been on my list. Caddyshack is awesome. Wow, I would not have put it on my list. In fact, I think it would have probably gone Tin Cup over Caddyshack. You ever really? seen Tin Cup? Okay. I have Kevin not. Costner, Don Johnson, it's... Uh, it's a very bad golf movie, but I just have a, a blind nostalgia for it. No, uh, Caddyshack was is, is amazing. Um, I I have a lot of fond memories watching that with my dad growing up. That said, though, my number four is another very big tone shift. This is one that you have not seen yet, still much to my chagrin, and it is The Way Back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is far too high on this list. Uh, I'm just going to say that. this is <laughs> It's not a very good movie. Um, but this is one that I find myself wanting to rewatch more and more. I just bought the DVD for it recently. And, oh, man, there there's stories, all these stories of Ben Affleck, like, crying on set because it's such a personal story for him after having struggled so, so badly with alcoholism and this kind of being his comeback into the Hollywood sphere. And... It's it's cheesy and predictable throughout. It's really just like knockoff Hoosiers, but this is a- Affleck sells it for me. Okay, and I'm glad that you brought up that I haven't seen it. You're right, I haven't. But my roommate that I've mentioned many times before that watches very few movies and has a very limited range as far as what he enjoys, he has made it very clear that he wants to watch The Way Back this summer. So. This is kind of a no-brainer for me. For the same reasons that you are excited about this movie or want to rewatch, or the reasons that I want to watch it for the first time. How can you not, now knowing Ben Affleck's story, go back, watch this movie, support, and root for him? I think that's this is a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I actually think you'll really, really enjoy it, cool. too. Um, I'm all in. It is, like, I'm a sucker for for a good sports movie ending. Okay. <laughs> All right, so good. I'm hoping I smile at the end of this one. I've I've heard it's uh, is this one R by chance? I think it might be. This is it is a tearjerker. If that's what you were yeah. gonna say, um, there, there were a lot of moments in this where I found myself getting a little misty, but <laughs> managed to fend it off. I paid we <laughs> my family paid twenty bucks for this as like a a release because it. I think it came out during COVID, if not shortly after. It's a 2020 movie. I remember that. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, it is R. Okay. Hey, I mean, I don't know why I asked that. I don't. I don't really care. But like, it's nice to know that it's you know a raw telling of that story. They don't really they they take the gloves off for it. That's good. 
Yeah. I will say, too, it was nominated for the Critics' Choice Award for Best Actor for Affleck. Okay. He he gives a hell of a performance in this, like, mid-movie. I love it, dude. He, he was really trying to get back and uh, get back on the Hollywood train. The way back. The way back. All right. Nice work. Okay. Take it away. I'm at my number four spot. This isn't really a pivot at all. In fact, I think this movie is very similar in its um, deeper themes and meanings and emotions. And that's Warrior. I know that you, for some reason, don't have as fond of memories of this movie, but from an early age on, I, I always felt like this movie was special. It is a a rare instance to see a sports movie made that takes itself serious in every aspect from the camera work from the story from the performances everything just feels like like a movie like a like not in the harry styles it's it's a movie kind of thing it just feels like Mm -hmm. it's made with quality there's three awesome performances here from tom hardy joel edgerton and especially Nick Nolte as the the father of both of them. He's really good. I feel like he's not he got nominated for an Oscar for this movie. I could be wrong. I could be making that up, but he's phenomenal. Ph- phenomenal in this movie. Um I think that why this movie works so well for me. Yes, the MMA scenes are super cool, super rewatchable. There are a lot of goosebump moments for both brothers in both of their fights throughout the movie. But why it's so special is that a movie that is focused on the most violent sport that we have right now. The biggest themes and takeaways are all about love and forgiveness as this broken family learns how to, I don't know, put the puzzle back together. It's it's a good story. Fair enough. With this on your list, I'm, I'm not... I don't want to jump the gun here, but I don't think this is in your top three. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't have Southpaw. Oh, I... I don't love that movie. I, I didn't either, but it it felt similar to it, me. Oh, that's that's kind of gross. I I don't know. I I wasn't a big Southpaw guy, but I'm yeah. I'm really surprised you don't love this movie. I I think it's very good. Interesting. Um, There's a rewatchable. You're in There's move a rewatchable on? on it. Yeah, Is there? and it's a special one because they got Rosillo to do it. He's a very rare. <laughs> Um, guest appearance yeah, he is. so maybe one you should check out yeah maybe um, that's that are you ready for my yeah, number three dial in show me the money nice dude I if this isn't on your list I can't believe it this is Jerry Maguire I can't, I can't um, lie I, I completely blanked on this movie this is my Caddyshack here this could have made my list wow yeah no this is you're gonna hate me for this. This is my favorite Tom Cruise performance of all time. I don't hate that. I think okay. that's a good take. Okay. Um, I remember the first time I saw Rod's last play. I like freaked out. I was I was like literally standing up in my living room, like, "Come on, get up, dude, get up!" Like, <laughs> I was just freaking out. I think Jerry and um, who is who plays the the his like wife slash. That like they they separate in the middle of the movie. They're they're both very well written characters to me. So is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s Rod and, and Gooding Jr. is very good in the movie. I think. Oh, he's awesome. Um, it, what happened to him? Like I feel like he's whenever I see Cuba Gooding Jr. in a movie, I 
feel like it's kind of a treat and he kind of just disappeared off the face of the earth i would like to i really hope that it's for like the same reasons you don't see norton and damon as much that he made enough money to kind of just be with his family do his own thing and enjoy the simple life but then again like i see tiktok clips of him and just the worst movies there's this one with him and uh will smith's boy and it's just the most over-the-top nonsense i like you like you said gooding jr dude i think very underrated as an acting talent yeah yeah i agree um that said though this is also one of the sneaky like greatest tragic romances of all time i that's a good take also i just looked it up renee zellweger i believe is the yep 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 the lead okay who has gone on to have an incredible career that is not ridiculous to say this she's uh she's she's not gray is she she's gray's anatomy i think it's somebody else i i I don't think so. Uh, Renee Zellweger recently, relatively recently, won an Oscar for, I believe, Judy. Yep, I'm thinking and, of somebody else. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, she she has like had a great career. That said, though, this is just, I think, a lot of people at the height of their game. This is this is a great Zellweger performance. This is an amazing Cruise performance. Amazing Cuba Gooding Jr. It's very very well written, and they they nail the football in this. Yeah. Uh... I feel like a dummy. I, I really do. This would be on my list, and it's kind of bothering me. I don't have much to say. I'm just a little upset with myself. Well, I'm glad I caught you off yeah, guard. Yeah, well done. And I I don't think this is going to be on your list. I'm talking about my number three now. And that would be Creed, the best Rocky movie in the franchise. Now, it's Real quick, I want to interject here. So... Uh, we before while making this pod decided that we would only allow one creed or rocky entry on this list um because otherwise i think that our top seven would all be creed and rocky and i actually chose creed too i knew you would i knew you would yeah Yeah. we've talked about and that's my number two spot so if you want to have like kind of a joint discussion here let's let's dial in um this movie to me was one of the best i you know when we talk about legacy sequels we never talk about creed i think it's one of the best yeah. you know they bring in coogler to craft this just perfect sports movie really it it honors all of the best elements of the original four kind of five kind of six but mm-hmm. brings out the best in stallone michael b jordan at his best because he's paired with a great director it's the best yeah boxing scenes in any movie we've seen to date in my opinion the camera work here the one shot boxing scene there's just a lot of yeah. similar to moneyball there are a lot of not only rewatchable scenes but quotable moments i think i could go line for line when donnie shows up to uh shows up to the gym at the beginning he's like i got the keys to my staying right here first person to land a, a <laughs> headshot you know I, I think i could do the entire scene i'm not gonna embarrass myself yeah but just yeah. <laughs> just one of those movies. I'm I'm always revisiting the final fight with Ricky Conlon and Donnie sitting with Sly after he gets fucking rocked and he's got like the melon for an eye. He's talking about yep, how he has to yep. prove it that he's not a mistake. It just there was a reason that this movie is regarded as one of the best sports movies. There's a reason Sly got nominated for an Oscar. 
it's it just it felt special they they honored rocky in the best way possible they did um this is a this, it's a great pick and for all of those reasons i also chose creed 2 that said i did want to circle back to the performances tessa thompson also amazing in these movies um but there's there's only one reason why why Creed two made it ahead of Creed one for me, and I think you know what it yeah, is. Yeah, but break that story down for the crew. Every single time that I watch Apollo, or sorry, uh, Creed, what's oh, Donnie? Shit, I fucked this up. Every single time I watch Donnie go to go to Apollo's grave in this movie, I absolutely sob, wow. and I just I don't know what what it is about it. Um, but it hits home for me every time. Uh, I know a lot of people actually said that <laughs> they didn't like that aspect of this movie, and I I love it. That said, too, Rocky Four is one of my favorites of of the originals. Uh, I don't know. I, I might have Rocky Two above it, but Rocky Four is is a great movie. It ended the Cold War, and I loved kind of getting to see the Dragos come back and actually flesh out their character a little more than just, this is a machine that's going to fucking kill you in the ring. Um, I, I liked the aspects of old Drago kind of saying, like, yeah, like, I was disgraced by my country. Like, nobody would talk to me. My mom wouldn't look at me. Like, I, I loved all those aspects of this, and I think it worked really, really well. They took a super campy 80s sports movie with six montages in it and like you said made a very grounded well fleshed out backstory for the antagonist of that rocky four movie it was genius yeah i still remember being in the theater seeing it for the first time and it's that cold opening of ivan waking victor up and they go on the morning run it's that slow yeah. doon, 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 music um, mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the title after Victor just beats the living shit out of some guy in uh, Ukraine. Yeah. yeah, it. Stephen Cable Jr. did a really good job filling in for Kugler. Uh, he, he honored yeah. the first one and what Kugler was going for, but it had its own flair. The fight scenes more felt like like a horror movie. They were like, yeah, there was a different style to it, and I appreciated that. But it still felt like it took itself very seriously in all of the right ways. Absolutely. And this is, I think, a rare case of a sequel kind of elevating the original. Because after watching this, I think I gained a little bit more of an appreciation for Rocky IV. I completely agree with that. Awesome. You want to take it away with your two? Yeah. I think this is the one where I kind of cheat here. I'm going to argue that I'm not cheating, but I could see a ton of people being upset with this. My number two spot, yes, it is a sport. Rounders is one of the best sports i don't want to hear it um do you remember as a kid (laughs) like espn after like eight o'clock you'd like be scrolling through xfinity and on like espn 2 the world series of poker would be on and you would never put it on because who on earth watches poker at 10 Mm -hmm. years old well yeah it's a sport it was on espn so i'm putting i'm putting it on my top 10 list because i absolutely love this movie do you not? I I it's okay to me. Um I I don't know. I've never really been a poker movie guy. Uh it's one of my dad's favorites, I think. My dad was almost a professional gambler, mm-hmm. like a professional poker player, and 
recently has kind of taken that up and he's gone to a couple of like pro tournaments uh he's he's won some money he's so a rounder it's been cool to see that happen yeah but I love it. I, it's just never really captured me interesting um this is another one where i have a lot of dad stories with it you know this was a a library rental he explained that he just lived off this movie his brother was a big poker player so kind of understood the game they played a lot um i don't know it just has like a special place in my heart but it somehow has gotten better with each watch and as i've gotten older i've picked up poker i'm starting to get honestly decent at it so i'm starting to understand the lingo of the movie when they talk about doyle brunson i know who they're talking about and a lot of the big poker scenes i i appreciate them a little bit more uh, not to mention it's arguably one of the most rewatchable movies in my opinion it has ed norton and matt damon really cool to see them on screen together knowing that they were kind of rivals on their their come up so cool to yeah. see that i think both of them are really good in this movie a very cheesy and campy malkovich performance but always good to see him on on the big screen so love seeing that uh, i'm glad that you mentioned that your dad loves this movie i feel like this is one of the perfect dad movies i think we need to do a top 10 dad movies list now that i think about it but number one indiana jones and the last crusade uh, does does that really fit the mold? Really? Yeah, Sean Connery is Indy's yeah. dad. It's a, it's an awesome dad movie. Yeah, no, I, I get that part. I'm just like, I meant in the sense like your dad loves this movie. Does your dad love the yeah, My dad loves that movie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think my dad was a big indie guy. He's not a adventure or sci-fi kind of guy. I'm trying, like, uh, I'll I'll do a top ten dad movies if we also do a top ten mom movies. Oh, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. All right, sweet. Let's let's put those sweet. on the docket. But no, I think this is just a perfect movie to quote with any dad ever. You know, I, I feel like I'm always in the middle of a poker game talking about hanging around, hanging around, and someone gets it. <laughs> it just awesome movie. Nothing profound. I just always have a blast watching it. You know what I think part of the reason I don't like this is, and it's going to be stupid, but um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I I saw Goodwill Hunting before I saw this movie, and I also already knew Matt Damon as Jason Bourne. Um, that w- those were some of my favorite movies growing up. And I think that a large part of me has has a problem seeing Matt Damon paired with anybody but mini driver or julia styles that is yeah i mean like you said that's really that's really bizarre i think that uh matt damon's girlfriend in this movie whatever you want to call her she sucks she is the worst girlfriend ever she doesn't support him in any (laughs) aspect Uh, she's obviously the sore spot of this movie and everyone talks about that but this movie's not really about her she leaves the movie about like two thirds of the way in, so all is well. But I mean, it's a good call out. I think it's kind of ridiculous, but I I can understand. Yeah, it's it's it is ridiculous. It's just like uh, maybe that's why. Yeah, good gripe. All right, you ready for my number one? <clears throat> you know what it is. I've I've been wearing the jersey all pod. This is Hoosiers. I can't believe this is not on your list. Um, 
It's the greatest sports movie of all time. It has the greatest sports movie quote of all time with the greatest ending to pair with it. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's been a long time. Honestly, no. So there's obviously a ton of storylines going on in this movie, but one of them is that the star player doesn't have enough confidence and they, they all call the huddle at the end of the game. And uh, the coach is drawn up a play for the star player to be a decoy for somebody oh, else to get the I shot. Remember. He stops him. He says, yeah, I'll make it. That's a fucking great drop, dude. I like, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, I think that, they really do the drama beats well in this too. Uh, there's the alcoholic assistant coach shooter is his name. And, uh, causes a lot of like kind of, uh, fights in the town, I guess. But uh, like, should this guy really be like influencing our children? Um, and, and you see, he's just, he's, he's a guy trying to do his best. And I think that it portrays alcoholism in a pretty progressive way for, for the time that it was made. Um, I love that the star player quit when the past coach died because he was like a father to him. I mean, we've all had those coaches and um I I like that the the main character, the main coach is in all this trouble because he hit one of his players. I think like you know, if if you're watching football on the TV or if you're watching basketball on the TV, you see KD pull up and misses like 12 shot you're like, damn, I could punch this guy in the face right now, you know? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> it, it's it's also the best underdog story of all time. This is uh, – how do they win? Yeah. I love when they show up to the gym and I, Hackman I, pulls out the, the tape measure, like from the free throw mm-hmm. line, and then the, the the rim to the floor. It's cool stuff. Yeah. Dude, you, I, I can't believe this isn't on your list, at least at, like, the 10 right. spot or something. I, I missed one talking point, and I'm reading directly off my notes for Coach Carter. I think I am a Hoosiers rewatch away from this getting bounced. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so my, so my oh bad my on that. No, it's all right. Um but yeah, I it's it's an all timer. I have I I obviously bought this uh this Hickory Victor Aladipo jersey, which is one of my most prized possessions. I love everything about this movie. My dad is also from Indianapolis. That's where he grew up, so uh that also probably plays cool. a role. Holds a special place in your heart. That's that's important to have at your one spot. And yeah. that's exactly why this movie's at my number one spot, and that's Remember the Titans. I childhood nostalgia aside you know what before before we jump away from childhood nostalgia I will paint that picture I started playing football at six years old and I didn't really care about football until about probably like 10 or 11 I I started to get competitive I started to actually like enjoy the game a little bit more my dad sits me down before a game to watch remember the titans and I remember Gary and Julius doing the strong side, left side chant. And from that point on, <laughs> I knew that I was going to be a football player until I became washed up at the age of 18. And every single year after that, at some point during the football season, we would watch that movie together. We would quote it all the time. We still do, um, just because we both have such a fond 
memory of that movie and all of our experiences with it. But the biggest gut punch, it was my last week in Oswego before I moved away for college. And again, I've mentioned that my dad and I aren't very emotional. We don't talk about our feelings or anything. And I had gone this whole week of having a couple, you know, tearful moments with my mom. You know, we're having our last dinners together. You know, it's the last time we're doing, you know, like folding the sock bin or the, the, I don't know, the socks together, whatever it is. Then I'm sitting downstairs in the basement alone. My dad comes down. He's like, hey, uh, you want to watch Remember the Titans uh, one last time before you go? Good Lord, dude. I melted. I that that god dude that that was about as tough as it gets i mean once the movie started we were we i was laughing and smiling and it was a great time but this movie holds a very special place in my heart and always will um just because of what it's done and what it means to my relationship with my dad it's awesome uh can I jump Please. in real quick and tell the story of the first time I watched this? So when I was in eighth grade, <laughs> I put together a program where me and uh, six or seven of my other friends would go to a local elementary school that um, a very close family friend who passed away from cancer was a kindergarten teacher at. And we would go and read books from her massive book collection to the kids to like kind of show them like hey you know we're 13 and we still think reading is pretty fucking cool you know like just kind of getting them in in that uh state of mind and when the like the end of the month finished uh after i had put it together and our school district sd308 put uh gave me an award called volunteer of the month and then went on to give me student volunteer of the year. And when I won student volunteer of the year, they put together a small gift basket for me and they had asked my mom what like my interests were. <laughs> and she said like, Oh, well you like sports and movies. Nice. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so they gave me a DVD of remember the Titans. And I do not know where I have oh. put that. I've, I've, I've searched for it for so long, but I just vividly remember being like, oh, nice. And I, I popped it in the player. I watched it. I was like, this is awesome. Cool story. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just a, a fun memory with that Those movie. Those are the best, though. Those are the best kind of memories. But memories and, like, nostalgia aside, I still think this movie is awesome. Like, I still re rewatch it once a year, and I'm always having a great time. And it's not just because of that nostalgia. I think that if this movie is made in the last five years, I think it would be terrible. I think in the wrong hands, with the wrong cast, with the wrong director, this movie is awful. But Absolutely. this entire cast, not just Denzel, like, yes, Washington is just phenomenal, as always, but the cast top to bottom is damn near perfect, and they have to be, or it doesn't work, because you need to see these boys bond together and grow as a family and if you can't believe that they they start as enemies and grow into family and you can't buy into that the movie doesn't work i think that again like with a different script different actors different archetype and framework for what a movie needs to be now i think this is a really shitty like netflix 
direct to Netflix movie. They just did it right in 2000. They absolutely did. It's a it's a great take. Um, that's and it, it's really just a fundamentally very sound movie. Um, I think it it does the emotions very I well. Completely agree. And I also again very similar to a lot of these sports movies, very rewatchable. I I can think off the top of my head like three or four of like my favorite scenes. Denzel running the the team out to Gettysburg to give the speech and talking about if we don't come together <laughs> we too will be destroyed. Um, the strong side left side banter between Julius and Gary becoming friends. The I don't want them to gain another yard and they just kill the team <laughs> that was um, winning based on cheating. Ronnie Bass's entrance. Um, Ronnie Bass like his first game after Rev gets hurt. There's just so many yeah. great moments. The uh, Revs touchdown to win them the state championship. <laughs> I, I can I can keep going and I can start quoting it. It's, it's just great movie. It's it's awesome. Um, is that is that your piece or are we, yeah, are we done here? I, that's about it for me. This was just a blast putting together sports movies. Obviously, people don't regard them as some of the best movies out there, but. They always seem to hold a special place in in former athletes or lovers of the game's hearts. And it was just fun putting this list together and kind of going down memory lane a little bit. It, it absolutely was. Um, I I do have five, five movies that I was very surprised got left out of, I guess, your list and both of our lists in general. Yep. You ready for them? <clears throat> One, when the game stands tall. Do you remember when this movie like came this out? Movie. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I I really didn't either, but I'm surprised. I I feel like it's nope. up your alley. I didn't like it, and it's funny that you say that. I think that, I think this is like what I was talking about. Like if remember the Titans is made, like ten years too late. <laughs> I don't know. It just yeah. doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, McFarland didn't USA. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Kevin Costner cross country okay. movie. It's it's pretty boring, but it's fun, you know. <laughs> um, but these last three, draft day. Oh, that's a fun one. It's a fun one. It's. I think that that if if Moneyball doesn't get made, draft day takes its spot. Agreed. It's essentially Except the same Moneyball's movie, better. but for football, yeah, Moneyball's much better. Um. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, that's probably in my like, it's in my top twenty. I think. It, and you know, the, I just want to say one thing about Friday Night Lights. I saw that movie when I was really young, and it really bothered me that they lost the game. Like, got down to the one yard line, <laughs> the quarterback made that heroic play, and then gets pummeled at the one. Yeah. That that killed me as a yeah. kid. I, I couldn't understand why they would do that. Uh. Longest yard? Any any Honor- longest yard love? Honorable mention. I almost made it my ten spot, but I'm talking the Adam Sandler one. I okay. love that movie. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's that's really all I have. So thank you everyone for listening. This was a, a blast to put together and a blast to film. And we'll catch you next week on the Blast Podcast. Bye everyone.